This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. This SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with the newest member of Matt Campbell's coaching staff, Matt Capone. The two played together for three years at Mount Union, and Capone has since worked on the coaching staffs at Arizona and West Virginia. He'll help coach the secondary at Iowa State. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Matt Capone. Coach, you're back reunited with Matt Campbell. You guys were teammates at Mount Union. Is that exciting for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, to be able to get here to Iowa State and join Matt and see the success he's had over the last few years and being able to to play at this place twice, you know, it's a great atmosphere. It's surrounded by great people, great fans, and looking forward to, to working with Matt again. Tell me a b- little bit about Coach Karras' system at Mount Union and just how did it what was instilled in the players that so many of you ended up going into the coaching profession? I think just the impact they, they made on you day in and day out. You know, they, they preached faith, family, football, and they recruited guys that, that loved the play and, you know, were kind of underlooked. Uh, under the radar and, you know, got the most out of everybody that went through that program, you know, and it was obviously the coaches that had the effect on me to get me to continue to, you know, try this out and get into coaching and uh, thought that I could hopefully make the, the same impact on younger kids' lives that they did on mine when I when I was there. So it was, uh, you know, an opportunity that I, I pursued early and, you know, have, have stuck with it and it's been great. Matt's often said here that Guys who love football are going to have a much better chance of succeeding under him than guys that don't, and talent's one thing, but that's what it really takes. Would that describe you pretty well? Is that what you were like growing up? Yeah, I actually got into it fairly later than some of the guys. I I believe I started playing when I was 12. Some of the guys that I grew up with started playing when they were, you know, six and seven, so I was a little bit behind the eight ball, but, you know, once I started, I fell in love with the game. That was something that I looked forward to every year, going up through middle school, high school, you know, even into college. And obviously I wasn't blessed with enough talent to, to play at the next level, so I thought the next best thing was coaching. And obviously it's it's worked out pretty good and, you know, continue to look forward to, you know, where, where I'll go. You were part of the uh, secondaries at Arizona and West Virginia as an assistant coach and excellent secondaries that seemed to be kind of in attack mode, created a lot of turnovers, made a lot of big plays. Is that what you want to bring to Iowa State? I think playing in the Big 12 Conference, you, you have to be aggressive. You know, you have to be uh, multiple in your defenses and, and continue to try to throw quarterbacks you know, off balance pre-snap and post-snap because we know there's a lot of good quarterbacks that come through this league you know so it's it's getting the guys to continue to play hard and study and and, and be prepared to to strap it up and play four quarters you know on a Saturday. You are going to work with Coach Haycock and his defense DK McDonald has done a nice job with Iowa State's cornerbacks what have you admired maybe from a distance about those two guys and, and Coach Haycock's defenses? I think just the uniqueness of it. It's kind of funny, and I was telling these guys last week that whenever I would you know, have all my stuff done on a Thursday afternoon, I would throw on Iowa State defense and kind of mentally break them down in my mind to see what the heck they were doing because they were having such great success. You know? And I, I think it starts with, you know, like I said, it's, it's pre-snap alignments and, and confusion, whether it's an offensive coordinator or quarterback or wideouts. You, know, you, you don't know exactly what we're going to be in every snap. You know, we, don't, we don't give stuff away. We try to look the same every play. And thought we had a, a pretty good quarterback at West Virginia last year. And you know, he got pretty rattled coming out here and 
Like I said, it was just kind of what the defense presented him. I thought it was a great opportunity to come and, you know, learn something new. Obviously, it's kind of structured a little bit the same as what I'm used to, um, you know, but being able to, to work with Coach Haycock and Coach McDonald, Coach Vite, Coach Sheed, and, you know, try to help those guys take, take the next step from a player standpoint and, and win a championship. You know, you mentioned something interesting because so many people have really been analyzing the way Tony Romo was able to kind of tell what plays were coming by just the formations. Same thing defensively. You just said you don't want to give it away pre-snap. Is that one of the keys to a successful defense is just keeping it disguised as long as you possibly can? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if, you know, quarterbacks are good enough in this league where, you know, they can find one thing and, and know what you're going to be in or know what you're going to do. So I think that's an important part of you know, it, it slows offenses down, too, when, when they're not sure. You know, it's obviously a tempo conference, and, and offenses like to go fast. But if, if you turn on the film and, you know, kind of what we did at West Virginia and what we do here at Iowa State, you know, teams don't go as fast because they're unsure. You know, mm-hmm. so I think advantage right there to the defense, it takes them out of their game plan of what they want to do, you know, offensively. You mentioned Will Greer and – you know, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph. I mean, thinking back through this league over the last few years, Charlie Brewer, there's there's great quarterbacks throughout this league, and they have been for several years. I get tired of hearing there's no defense in the Big 12. There's just a lot of really good quarterbacks and a lot of good offenses. And as you mentioned, pace is fast for a lot of these uh, systems. Do you feel like the Big 12 gets a kind of a raw deal when people look at it defensively? Yeah, we've obviously been hearing that for a while, that, that you know we don't play any defense, but I disagree. I think there's there's times where you know defenses win you games. We obviously know that we're going to give up points. You know, we obviously don't want to give up a single yard. You know, but it's going to happen just with the style of play, the Big 12. But fast forward and, and even rewind what Oklahoma has done the last two years in the playoff. You know, to, to go against a, a Georgia defense and put up 600 plus yards and 40 some points and had a slow start against Alabama, but but turned it on. It's very explosive, and they always talk about how great SEC defenses are. Well, look what you know, a Big 12 offense did to them. So, yeah, we, we get a bad rap for it, but we know crunch time in certain situations that we can play defense, you know, and we'll, and we'll play a high level of defense here. Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to sponsor Iowa Farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. What is the key to combating some of these high-powered offenses that are hard to slow down, and what, what, how do you kind of coach it with young guys that maybe have to have a short memory if they get beat on a play to come back and play the next play? Yeah, that's it. You know, you can't let one bad play turn into five or six in a row. They're going to get their yards, but, you know, it's, it's playing hard for four quarters. It's playing hard every snap. You know, you're going to make a mistake, but you better make it doing 100, you know, 110% and going as fast as you can. And the one thing that, that I always talk about is, you know, winning in the red zone, playing great red zone defense. You know, they're going to get down there, but holding teams to field goal attempts, you know, because that's not a given. Three points isn't a given in college football. If you can limit teams to, to kicking field goals, you know, 50% of the time, it, it gives you a chance to win games. How much do you enjoy the recruiting aspect of the job and kind of developing those relationships? That's the biggest thing, I think, in college football. The biggest key and the biggest asset to your program is your players, you know. So you recruit good kids that love football and are good character. It's going to put you a leg up in the conference and and in the, in the country of, you know, just having kids that love the game of football and, you know, are here for a reason to, to get a degree and win a Big 12 championship. So I think that's obviously big when you're, you're meeting kids and recruiting kids and, and families and everything is let them know 
you know, you're there just, you know, not only for the football aspect of things, but to take care of them later on in life, because football is not going to last forever, you know, so it's going to a, a great university, get a great degree, you know, and, and play big time football. As you get to know the kids in this room, what's your biggest message for them? They're going to have high expectations, you know, they're going to get coached hard. We're going to continue to build off of what they've done here the last three season, just continue to get better, to continue to, to do well on and off the field. Everybody has their own coaching techniques and, you know, I'll probably bring a little bit different aspect, you know, from a technique standpoint, you know, but the one thing is, you know, that we're all going to coach, you know, in this building is effort. So, you know, our, our style of play is not going to change. Back to the recruiting for just a moment. You've coached in different areas of the country. Are there certain parts of the country that you kind of consider your sweet spot where maybe you have the best relationships with the high school coaches or a little bit more established than maybe than other parts of the country? Yeah, obviously Western Pennsylvania, you know, being from there and, you know, coaching football around there for for six years when I was at uh, Washington and Jefferson College, you know, got to recruit Pittsburgh and, and same thing at West Virginia, you know, just built a, built a ton of relationships there with the head coaches and the trainers and everybody that kind of works out there, you know, so I think that's would be an area, heck, I got coaches from Pittsburgh that are emailing me and texting me right now about evaluating kids out here. So, you know, that's kind of my area, but I feel, you know, wherever I go, I can build relationships and, uh, you know, with the coaches and, and uh, be able to get kids here. You know, some coaches maybe have a reputation as, oh, this guy's a great X and O's guy, and other coaches have a reputation, this guy's a great recruiter. To me, Matt strikes me as the whole package, a guy that is, is definitely both, values those relationships with the kids, works tirelessly at the recruiting part of it, but also just loves trying to figure out how to beat somebody and how to outscheme somebody. Does he strike you the same way? Absolutely. He's kind of, he's the whole package. You know, he does it all. He said he, he cares about the players in the program. You know, he's going to recruit his tail off to, to get good players here. You know, and, you know, from what I hear, he – he likes to, to watch a lot of film as well and, you know, put the guys in position to be successful. That's pretty unique. Everywhere you go, that's that's not always the case. It'll be interesting, and I've seen it just being four days on the job, you know, just the love he has for this university and the players. He cares about the coaching staff as well, you know, so it's it's been a pretty cool four days and, you know, looking forward to, to what the future brings. You've kind of seen it from a distance, but there's a real commitment here to winning football right now. And it starts at the top and it goes through Director of Athletics, Jamie Pollard, and the facility upgrades that are going on. How exciting is it to be kind of on the ground floor of something that looks like it uh, is nowhere near where it can go yet and has a great ceiling out there? That's kind of what brought me here, being able to come here and play two road games. Obviously, this past season when we came in October, you know, I've been fortunate enough to play in every Big 12 stadium and I'm not just saying it because I'm here but it was it was probably the best atmosphere that that I've seen you know and and knowing that uh, they're going to do whatever it takes to to take the program to the next level and and be able to compete for championships you said with Mr. Poller and, and Matt you know being on the same page and starting the new facility project and everything it just shows you the commitment that everybody's kind of pulling the rope in the same direction and, and they want to be great that's very intriguing not only for coaching staff but for recruits as well you know knowing they can come here and continue to be successful and you know hopefully build build a championship program year in and year out today's sidecast was brought to you by van wall equipment stop by one of their locations and learn why van wall equipment and john deere are iowa's clear first choice thanks for listening